Welcome to the Real Guy Podcast. This is Captain Jeff, and today's episode is brought to you by the Boatyard in Fort Lauderdale. You can bring your boat up there. You can go by car. They got one of the best menus in town. You would not be disappointed with the Boatyard in Fort Lauderdale. Also, Kettle and Fire. Kettle and Fire is a health food company. They make bone broth, Kato soup, different classic soups. It promotes a healthy gut. If you're into a healthy gut, better skin, better immunity system, then Kettle and Fire is for you. And you can receive a 15% discount of anything you order from kettleandfire.com by simply using the promo code Waypoint and get 15% off. Check out Kettle and Fire and thanks for being a sponsor. Clear the airways. The Lunker Dog is on the air. Are you ready? This is the Real Guy Podcast. They got damn good calamari there too. Right. Now, Anthony's Runway 84, that's one of those places. Could you imagine Fort Lauderdale without that? No, and it's funny because I was I was talking with Lamont one day. I said, that to me is like a staple of Fort Lauderdale. It's one of them, Anthony's right? Runway, one of them, yeah, Anthony's Runway 84. <laughs> it's a mom and pop. Right. You know what I mean? There's not there's not multiple Runway 84s. No. That's I always f- say those, are, those have the best food. Uh, yeah, obviously. But it's just so hard for the mom and pop nowadays to friggin stay open that's why dude that's why i've been telling everybody i'm like go shop at mom and pop stop going to walmart stop going to target all these big places like i told you i don't even i try to avoid going to Publix now dude i go to delaware chicken farm they got better steaks better beef chicken seafood fresh produce (laughs) i mean dude i should walk in there one day and ask them if they actually get their stuff from delaware or how exactly that name came about, Delaware Chicken Farm. Yeah, go in there, see if you can make friends with somebody, because that would take it to the next level. If you like the place, you actually make friends with somebody that works at the place or has an interest in the place. Now all of a sudden you got some sort of connection that's real mom and pop shit. I know. The problem is, is that with these masks, it's hard to always remember what everybody looks like Dude, now. Dude, we're going to look back at... <laughs> I got a feeling we're going to look back at these masks and all the shit that's going on right now. And we're going to kind of be like ashamed that we went through all that bullshit. At least I'm praying and I'm hoping and I'm thinking that's the way it's going to be. Kind of like we used to have beepers. Oh, gosh, that's right. See, I think that was... I don't even know if beepers were even around for me to remember. But think about the change in... It's not 100% change in philosophy, but think about the... Just think about how different people are looking at shit now. They're starting to appreciate the old mom and pop store a little bit more. They're starting to realize that friggin' dicks and Bass Pro Shops and Walmarts and shit aren't exactly the best places in the world. Dude. They're starting to realize China's fucking making all the shit that they're fishing with and that they're putting their drinks in and that they're putting on their hats. And I think people are going to be a lot like me. You're going to call themselves out like I'm guilty. You know what I mean? We all are. Well, these fucking hats that we've been selling everybody are made in China. I literally saw that today when I was putting this on. It said "Made in China." I was like, "Oh my gosh!" That's... Right. So I'm changing. We cha- all do it. What I'm changing? I'm changing. You know what I mean? We did. We did a podcast with the guy from Spool Tech that we're going to put out next week, specifically yep. on that topic, because people are freaking into that now. They fucking are seeing things differently. You're appreciating it more. The new norm. N- not norm. Yeah. Not back. You mean back off? Not norm. Yeah, not norm. The, the, back new, off. the new norm. Yeah. On on Facebook and shit. That's the old norm, right? 
Well, I'm just saying on, on Facebook and stuff, right? People are using that, the new norm. That, that's like the new hashtag, right? new norm. So, so I've been putting the new norm, except mine's a little different because mine is always followed by not you norm. Yeah. Which is normal. Just so that way, yeah, just so we can kind of. Just to fuck with just everybody. To, just to clarify for everybody. <laughs> What's the difference between everybody well, else's yeah. new norm and my new norm? Not you norm. Anyway. <laughs> Dude, you know what's funny though? You talk about Bass Pro Shops. I've gone in there two days in a row. They, they don't have anything I'm looking for, dude. It's pathetic. Dude, that's... Everybody's in a pinch right now, but those guys, you know, the type of cash that that freaking company has, there should never be a time that anybody walks in that door. And can't find what they're looking but for. But they really, just like freaking the other ones, they really don't give a shit about the fishing stuff. They want to push that offshore angler, which is their own Chinese-made brand yeah. that they have big margins on. But they really want you to go buy those friggin' redheads and socks and stuff over there. Redhead. Dude, you know what the sad thing is? The redhead used to actually be pretty good, and now it sucks. I don't know if it sucks or if it's not, but I'm just saying that that's what they're pulling you into that store for. You know, the beef jerky, the friggin' all that crap. Yeah. You know what, dude, the beef jerky, I love beef jerky. The beef jerky they sell there, I don't even think is good. I don't know about that. All I'm telling you is people are starting to think different. Yeah, but it's good. I think it's great that I think, people are starting to open their eyes. I think it's long overdue. Yeah. Like way long overdue. I agree. And so I'm not afraid to call myself out, right? I'm going to change the hat thing. I did some research on the stickers that we get made. Very cool. They're made in Del uh, Delaware or Maryland. Maryland. Made in Maryland. Okay. Yeah. You know, and uh, I don't know about the vinyls and all that. I wasn't able to go. But it's a, it's a friggin' American-made friggin' uh, It's got Sticker. a little factory there where they make friggin' stickers and other printing stuff and blah, blah, blah. So the stickers are cool. We're going to do more stickers because of that. Good. I'm actually coming out with a Real Guy Podcast sticker. And oh, an, that'd be pretty cool. A, a Lunker Dog sticker. Not just the RTD, because that one's already done. Um, the Real Guy Podcast sticker, a Lunker Dog sticker, and... New Norm? A new Real Guy sticker. What are, the, what are you thinking? Like, how's the Lunker Dog? Are you allowed to kind of share, like, kind of what they're going to look like? Like, the Lunker Dog one. Like, what's kind of... What are you thinking for that one? They're going to look like all my shit. You know what I mean? I, you got to go more detail than that. Well, they're going to have mullet heads on them. All right. You're going to have that block bold lettering. I'm not going to have a million colors. You know what I mean? Just basic, plain, in-your-face message. Gosh, we did that a few years ago, too, didn't we? What? We had multiple colored stickers. Like, there was a red one, a blue one, a black one. I had mock-ups of all of them. Yeah, but that was, like, for a limited amount of time, though. I think that was before I even came around you had that. But um, we, never, we never rolled with those other stickers. We just did black and white. And people seem to like that stuff, and it's kind of like the that's the way our shit goes. And then, of course, you know, none of that stuff's hardly up to me anyway, because we hand it all over to Lamont. Yeah. So, but the sticker thing, definitely doing. That's one hundred percent American made. I'm going to use that same company. It's inexpensive to ship. God, shipping sucks, right? So the stickers are inexpensive to, sh to ship, and everybody likes the stickers. We sell more stickers. Than anything. By a hundredfold. I love my RT. I still got a couple in my drawer. 
So I'm not fighting the trend. We're going to do more stickers. Good. Yeah. So now just the hats. Hats. Have you found a company? I found, yes. But I got to do more research. I'm going to freaking find out a little bit more. Okay. And, um, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to save that much money. I mean, I don't think I'm going to have to spend that much more money. Considering the stickers are already made by the same people. So the hat thing, what am I going to have to pay? An extra buck, maybe? I, I bet I don't have to pay any more. You know what I mean? The company that's buying them from the and paying, like, you know, a dollar for them or whatever. Yeah. But they get to get, you know, however many friggin' thousand. But anyway, we're going to do American Made. And I'm also going all the way down to find out about the shirts. Now, we get our shirts made locally at, uh, for, at uh, Florida T-shirts here on West Broward. And we've been using them for a long time, and they've done a pretty good job. But, you so, know, Gildan and Sportech and the other brands we made, you know all that shit's made somewhere else. So I'm going to see if there is a shirt company. And if people got to pay more, it's okay. I don't make any money with the goddamn apparel anyway. You know what I mean? I like giving it out more than I like selling it. Yeah. Matter of fact, I probably piss more people off by selling the stuff because um, shipping sucks. It is what it is, man. Dude, I bet you friggin' 20% of the stuff we send out never even gets to them. You really think so? Yeah, I know so, because I have to send out new packages. People will just be like, I never got it. It just doesn't show up. Yeah. I, I still remember when I first ordered... I think it was this hat. This is the same... I've only ever had one Lunker Dog hat, and I ordered it. And I ordered it, and... You know, I'm not going to lie. I'm all for us getting, like, a new American-made hat. Right. But, I don't know. It's going to be a little bit hard for me to part with this. You know, it was my first Lunker Dog cap. You I'm know? Not, no, you shouldn't part. You shouldn't part with the old cap or whatever. I'm just saying that I'm changing, you know, I'm changing my habits. I'm looking in the mirror, and I'm saying, okay, how can I change my habits? Because how can I preach this shit if I don't do it myself, right? Yeah. So that was one of them, the hat. And then, um, shit, well, we did this last couple weeks now that we're getting out and spending money a little bit more I mean the night before last we went to Laser Wolf yeah, we went to Laser Wolf supported Jordan out there and then we also did uh, Billy's Curbside Grill my right. best friend Billy alright so we go to Laser Wolf who has two guys in the network you got Jordan that owns Laser Wolf you got Billy that owns what is the name of it? Billy's Curbside Grill I got some pictures we're going to post with Billy yeah um, so both those guys were in the Real Guy Network already. Mm -hmm. So my wife is getting off of work, who's not a real, you know, like, what do you call it, um, beer drinker or nothing. But I asked her, I said, you want to go down to Laser Wolf? And uh, I says, I says, we'll have some beers and we'll eat from a truck. And she friggin' wrote back, laugh out loud, yeah. Right? See, that's why I love Nicole, man. And then I made a Facebook post. You know, like, hey, in 45 minutes, I'm going down to friggin' see Billy and Jordan at Laser Wolf. And the next thing you know is we were able to create a crowd of about nine to ten people, maybe more. Well, I said to you, I said, invite everybody you know. Well, And I, you did it. Yeah, in 45 minutes on Facebook, we were able to... Um, it was more than ten. Get a group of people to roll down there at Laser Wolf and support friggin' two people that really needed it after... 
being able to finally open and do what they got to do. Dude, I didn't tell you. Billy called me the next day. And, um, well, first thing was I, when I, I called him and I said, listen, dude, I said, get ready. I said, I'm bringing the whole freaking troop out tonight. I said, I told Jeff to call everybody he knows and we're going to bring a whole bunch of people. And Billy was working by himself and all of a sudden he got all nervous. He was like, well, hold on a second. How many people are you bringing? He's like, I'm here by myself. <laughs> He's like more than six. He goes, I can't handle everything by myself. He goes, should I call my part, my buddy? And I was like, oh yeah, I didn't think about that. I said, call him. And so he did, and he ended up, it ended up being a good thing that he did, but he called me the next day and he said to me, he's like, listen, hey, I just want to say thank you. He goes, you guys actually saved me last night. He goes, it was super slow all day. He goes, but you guys all coming out, you, Jeff, Scott, Bursa, everybody. He goes, dude, you guys saved the night for me, man. He goes, I can't thank you enough. Right. That felt good to hear. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. And a guy friggin', well, that's a whole mom and pop thing. You actually friggin' know the guy, and then he can call you up and friggin' thank you. It's awfully nice. And I tell you, you know, um, drinking the beers in protest, rolling down there and seeing Julian and having beers and friggin' drinking down there. I mean, that was, I went to Tipico, which is our little you know Spanish restaurant. Yeah, they're pretty good. They're great. But, like, I'm thinking of all the places that this COVID thing could destroy are the first places that I'm going to spend money at. Um, Blue Moon Cafe. Blue Moon uh, Fish Bl Company. Blue Moon Fish Company. Yep. Friggin' Southport Raw Bar. Rolled down there, had my birthday dinner there. It's fucking felt kind of funny with the mask on and everything, but the food was phenomenal. Martha's been a lifelong friend. I couldn't imagine her not being there. So we went there to spend money. Um, you and I went to Shuck and Dive the other night and got that freaking bunk gumbo that was delicious. Right, did the Cajun shit, yeah. Cajun thing at Shuck and Dive. Had had a cool little night, and um, like every time I roll out the door now, I'm consciously thinking about where I want to spend the dough. Me too. You know what I mean? Yep. And um, I hope other people, you know, kind of do the same thing because imagine your town. Without your favorite go-to spot, your mom and pop spot, especially in the coastal communities. Dude, they're the best. Places you go and get your oysters, your shrimps, your clams, your, your clam chowders, all the different places you like to sit outside and eat. Because could you imagine not having those places? No, and, and what I'm hoping is that if people learn anything from this whole COVID pandemic thing is you know, just how fragile it can be, those businesses. They're not big corporations, dude. And those places go, then you're going to be like, oh, shit. Now I really missed it. Now I really wish I was actually spending, I had spent money over there, as opposed to going to Chili's or Friday's. Oh, Chili's and Friday's and places like that. I can remember when they became fashionable. What was that, like the 90s? Yeah. 90s, you know, they kind of became fashionable and they started, you know, just really rolling them out. Chili's, freaking, ugh. And uh, I became the new norm. Not you, not, norm. not you, norm. Right, the new norm. <laughs> you know, and then, and then, and then you know, people freaking uh, started going to these places. They but, blew up. And they blew up and they're all owned by big corporate shells. Yep. You know what I and mean? And guess what? All the food sucks. Whether the food sucks or not is friggin' opinion, right? You can't do nothing about that. But 
look at it from the real guy standpoint. Do you think the frigging company that's a public company is more frigging worried about their shareholders than they are the person actually or the food that they're feeding you? They care more about their shareholders, dude. Right. They don't give a rat's about the food or the quality even of the food that they're giving you. Right. Now, you look at it from the guy that actually owns his own spot. You know what I mean? He cares about the quality of the food and also the customer service that you're getting too. It's the same thing with And he with, doesn't he doesn't have that he doesn't have that um that third person, that third interest that he has to worry about. Yeah, that he has to appease. Right. Right. But the sad thing about that and take the tackle the tackle industry, right? These fucking distributors. And this is where us as fishermen and us as outdoorsmen and stuff can put pressure on the manufacturers because us as fishermen, right? We go down to like Chris at Batum up, a small tackle shop in Miami that's that's, you know, less than a decade old or whatever. Okay? And you want to get the fan, uh, not even a fancy pen reel, but you want that pen slammer. The distributor won't sell to that small tackle shop so he can sell to us in protection of your dicks, your Walmart, and your Bass, Bass Pro, Pro Shops Shops. of the world. Now, that's something we can change because one of the things that I realized we can't change right away after doing the um, podcast with the Spool Tech guy is stuff that's made you know, in other countries can be made here some of it some of it can't but it's not so simple there's a lot to it which is why we did a whole podcast with the co-founder of spool tech and you know he real he tried to make his lure here in america and then basically couldn't compete went to china visited the factories and i was really glad to have him um do a podcast with him because those are the, that's the shit i never did i'm not an expert on that I'm an you didn't ex- fly to China. I'm an expert on catching a dozen. I'm an expert on talking shit and some other things, but I'm not an expert on trade with China or manufacturing with China. But this dude actually is, which was awesome to get him in for the podcast, which I lost where, where I was going with all that. Well, <laughs> I would tell you, though, it's funny to talk about when we back to Bass Pro Shops. The thing, too, going back about they don't really care. I was appalled today when I went there because I was looking for a new pair of those uh, Olakai flip-flops. George Gotts, if you're listening to this, you'd be proud. So I was looking for a pair of Olakai flip-flops in there. And this girl came out and I asked her, I said, oh, you know, do you guys have this one? They didn't. So again, this is now the third day in a row I've gone in there for something. And again, they don't have it. And I just, for the heck of it, I said, oh, you know, you guys are able to actually order this stuff online and have it delivered right to my house, right? You know what the response I got was? Oh, you can actually just do that yourself. Yeah. I mean, listen, I have no issue doing it, but it's just because I'm very big on customer service. If I wanted, if I had my business, I wanted people to come back well, to do me, me Jeff. do me a favor, because I'm sure somebody besides Bass Pro Shop is selling those Okalai's online. Oh, I already bought them. I went to Okalai's direct website and got them then. I don't know too much about them. They're probably made in fucking China, too. I'd like to think they're made in Hawaii. I don't know. I'd have to. Oh yeah, they're made in Hawaii, right between like the volcano and the freaking pineapple fields. Yeah, Dude, they're not made in fucking Hawaii. I said I'd like to think that they're made in Hawaii. <laughs> I'm sure they're made in China, but they're they're actually they they actually are they don't hurt my feet. <laughs> well, let's 
let's kind of be like you know some of these friggin' news people or whatever. Let's look into it before we actually assume what the fuck's going on. Yeah. So for next week's episode, will you please find out Okalai? Okalai. Or whatever. All right. Find out what the heck where they're made and blah blah blah. But <laughs> it's just funny that we like think that way now, or our mindset's to- so totally different now. Well, I don't know. Like I said, I just to me, I was just I was very let down of the lack of care for customer service that I was shown today. Of yeah, you could just order them online. That's yourself. your own fault. That's your own fault for I going know. there. I've been I know. I've been selling them out for so long, and um, you roll in there and then you get friggin' treated like that. It's like friggin' what you think. Found it. What? Hold on. Olakai Footwear is designed. Dude, that's bad entertainment. That's bad entertainment. What? Looking up stuff online while you're doing a podcast. Yeah, I know, but I just figured we get it quick. They're made in China. Yeah. Uh, Surprise, surprise. Yeah. But anyway, some things, you know. Oh, I remember where I was going with all Distribution. All right, so maybe we can't change next year where this stuff is made. Maybe it's a friggin' give-take kind of relationship that takes six or seven years to get the best manufacturing back in America. Yeah. And leave the worst manufacturing in other places. And, okay, so we'll learn about that and we'll talk about that. But what we can change tomorrow, play companies like Penn and Shimano and friggin' what, what are the other ones? Friggin' Akuma. Uh, um, Daiwa, all these Van places. Stalls. They have these distribution companies that won't sell to the to the mom and pop in protection of the big guys. That they can change immediately. That's something That's fishermen can talk to their. Like I, I love this pen stuff that I've been using. It's been great. So Pens are great, dude. I'm, I'm going to write pen about the distribution thing because that's something that pen should do for the local guy, for the small guy. You know what I mean? And I don't care if the guy only you know is going to order freaking units of five. At least he's got them. He should have the same opportunity as the big guy. As the big guy. Agreed. That's something that we can do tomorrow with a decision. You know what I mean? And they should be able to buy them for basically the same price. Maybe freaking Bass Pro Shop when those guys get a get a deal on shipping or something. But if anything, the for, freaking... them to, for them to not to be able to buy at the same price is going to assure you that eventually they won't be able to compete in the market. I think the mom and pop should get a discount because the big guys can afford it no matter what. You know what I mean? Well, it's been working the opposite. Are you going to write somebody? Are you going to talk to somebody? Are you going to pick a brand? I think we should. I am. I, mean, I just told you. I've, I just picked right pen, pen and myself. Longer dog, right? And I just put out the I, I just put out the idea that other people should pick their brand and look into how they're distrib- distributed. And if you're not sure if if the brand that you have has a distribution problem, just go to your local mom and pop shop and ask for your brand. If they got it, then great, your distributor's doing fine. If they don't, find out why. And if the tackle shop owner says, Oh, it's because they won't they won't they, they won't sell they it won't to sell me. to me. Write to them and just say, I understand that you refuse to sell to this one. Why? Why shouldn't he have the same opportunity as the big guys, the Bass Pros? Yeah. 
Well, our whole industry is inundated with image that is paid for by us. What? <laughs> Which is like like totally crazy. Yeah. Like, like, all right, I don't know the real numbers on like a Yeti cooler or that Yeti cup that you just brought over. How much for the Yeti cup you brought? I think it goes for like seventeen ninety nine or something like that. Seventeen ninety nine. Alright, twenty bucks for the friggin' cup. Okay. Alright. It probably cost them about eh, I'll go out on a limb and say it cost them fifty cents to make it. Right? Okay. The spread between the fifty cents and the twenty bucks is nineteen dollars and fifty cents. I would say probably half of that was for them. To create the image to you that it's an all-American style brand that outdoorsmen's should pay for. In the meantime, they're sending the money to China and they're sending the money to shareholders. And they're giving us the false friggin' narrative that they're friggin' for the fishermen or for the outdoorsmen or for the people that actually buy this shit. It's like... They totally flip it on us, and we pay for it, and everybody's cool with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Getty, 100% made in China. All that shit's made in China. I wonder where Coast is made. China. Is it China? I don't know. Don't freaking spend I'm the not time. Gonna, I'm not going to look it up. But, I'm not going to look it up. But look it up later. No, yeah. later I will. Not right now. You I'm just saying. But, Same with Maui Gyms. I wonder where all that stuff. Ray-Bans, all of them. Well, like I said, you know, there's very few companies that can afford to compete without going to China. But I would think by now Yeti at least. Even Costa. I think would, by now they'd be able to with the amount of money they make. Sure, but why? Because they're... They're not going to do that because they have shareholders. Their shareholders look at one thing, one thing only, and that's growth and bottom line. So they're kind of trapped in that sense then. That's the way public companies work. But public companies spend huge amounts of money to fool you and me, to give them the, the, the image that that's our guy. Or that's what we should, we should be spending money on. In the meantime, they take the money and they send it to China. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it's a weird oxy friggin' moron, I think that's what you call it. Emphasis on the moron. Is that um, an oxymoron? Is that what they call that? A metaphor, oxymoron. Yeah, I guess it's all the same thing. Yeah, but anyway, friggin', that's what's going on. See, now I'm kind of interested in actually really doing some research now and finding out, like, because I know, like, I know Costa's headquarters is in Daytona, Florida. I know Yeti's headquarters is in Austin, Texas. But I actually want to start doing a little bit more research, say, like, where is this stuff actually made? Is it made in China? Yes. Because just because your headquarters is here doesn't mean this stuff. It might be designed here, but it's not being made here. It's made in China a lot of times. All right. It's kind of scary how many things. It's like almost like what's even made in America anymore? Not much. Not much. Not much. And friggin' Americans have been suffering, but that's this whole COVID thing is making us friggin' look at it this way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. And I just, you know, I think it's I think it's perfectly fucking cool. I think it's I overdue. Say, listen, there's there's a silver lining in everything, dude. And maybe in in my opinion, this was one of many during this COVID thing, because a lot of people, even people I know that like aren't into fish, I'm talking about just again mom and pop restaurants. 
people are starting to be a little bit more aware. They're like, I don't want to see my favorite mom and pop place go under. Right. And start spending my money there. You know, it's a, a booming industry, or at least has been booming the last few years. That's crazy American, fucking all American. What? These microbrewery places. Your Tarpon, Tarpon River, River Brewery. Tarpon River Brewery. Friggin' uh, Laser. Invasive, invasive Species Brewery. Laser Wolf, Gulfstream. And these little breweries have popped up all over the place, right? And at first, you know, at first there was an argument about the breweries. Which was what? Well, you know, I kind of just like my friggin' Ultra, or I like my Budweiser, or my Bud Light. You know, some of that stuff doesn't really, you know... Well, really... people don't like to branch out of their comfort zones. Well, and I, I, at the beginning, that was a decent argument, because there was only a couple breweries. Now there's a lot. Now there's a ton of breweries. Have you been and to, the breweries uh, have been around long enough to realize that they have to make beer that people are going to drink. Yeah, they can't just... And I've been drinking at the breweries now for, I don't know, I'll call it five years. And I got to tell you, five years ago, when I first drank at the breweries, I would have these beers that I really liked, but I could only have one. Because they were heavy, really flavorful, a little bit much for me. You know what I mean? Now here we are five years later... And they're making brands over at Tarpon River Brewery like the Run That Dog brand, which is a nice, friggin' even flow, lighter beer. Now, I went to Laser Wolf the other night and bought uh, Nicole one of the lightest beers that they brewed there. And she drank that thing like it was Kool-Aid and loved it. That's awesome. But the microbreweries are 100% American mom-and-pop style businesses. You know what I mean? But those are the best, in my opinion. Well, I'm just saying that's one Dude. that's one industry that's you know really growing as some of the other other industries you know can't compete. Have you um, have you been to uh, I think it was Glitch, that one. Glitch is that the one with all the games in it? Yes. Have you been to that one? Yeah. Dude, that was one of my. I need to go. We should go there one night, all of us. Yeah, I've been to Glitch. Glitch no, is badass, playing, dude. Playing all those old arcade games for free is pretty cool. Dude, Pac-Man was one of my favorites. Um, I always play that when I'm in there. And then what was that one? Now it's a brewery, too? I think it is. If not, they're selling all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, and that's the other thing, too, is they don't have to friggin' make it there. Like Riverside Market, they got all those different beers. Yeah. The vast majority of those beers are made by mom and pop somewhere across America, even though they're not making them there. Dude, do you know what's funny? I didn't know that Riverside Market had, like, a full menu there. Dude, I've been seeing the pictures that Julian and his place have been posting. Some of that food looks freaking awesome. I was like, whoa. Like, I actually want to go back there to eat. All right. So we're going to do a promo for Riverside Market because Julian reached out to me. When I asked, I, I did a uh, post the other day, and I said, should I give away free shit to gain podcast listeners? And overwhelmingly, eight to one people thought you should give stuff away not necessarily to gain new podcast listeners but definitely to reward the, the listeners reward. Yeah. that you already have and then julian said to to me i will give away a free pizza to anybody listening to the podcast so if you know about riverside market which is in a small little community called tarpon river in downtown fort lauderdale and you email me first. Julian will buy you a free pizza if you roll down to Riverside Market and visit the place, buy a few beers. That's a good deal, dude. That's a good deal, and that was that's a great deal. That was generous by somebody in the Real Guy Network. Just like we always say, this thing is by real guys for real, for real guys. guys. So any real guys take up the offer. Julian will buy you a pizza, and. 
do me a favor when you go down there. I want you to buy you and your friend and anybody else that you would consider a neighbor a beer, which is exactly what we did at Laser Wolf. Now realize that's a little metaphoric or whatever. When I mean Oxymoron. your neighbor, I mean like, um, for instance, I reached out to some friends on Facebook. We got 10 people down there. We were buying each other beers and we are having a good time. If you know somebody that's been out of work for a while, you know what I mean? Invite him. Bring him down to your local brewery, your local Riverside Market or whatever, and buy the guy a fucking beer. This is time to buy your neighbor a beer right now. You know what I mean? Dude, I'm going to be honest. I'm kind of happy right now. Why, are you going to start drinking? No, I can't tell you why, because I did something you asked me. You told me not to do, but I did it anyway, and I'm happy. Friggin' millennial. Can I say it? Go ahead. I really, I love Costa. I really love them, and I actually wanted to see if whether or not they were made in China. <laughs> For all of you Costa lovers out there, I've got great news. They are actually handcrafted in Daytona, where their headquarters is. Is so that we, true? Yeah, I just looked it up. So they are American made. How awesome. Now they're like one of like, you know, if probably. That, if that's true, I'm buying a pair of Costas tomorrow. Because I've been buying, I've been buying those flying fishermen's and these yeah, $20. Calcutta for like five bucks. Like, why don't you get a nice pair of Costas? I'll come help you pick one out. Well, if they're definitely made in Daytona and manufactured there and they're more American than the ones I've been using, which are the cheapos. Yeah. I'm changing the way I'm spending my dough. I will buy Costas if that's yes. the case. Yes. God, I might have to delete that old video I made with those kids. That's you remember that? I remember, dude. I'm telling you right now, when I when I wear those coats, well, I actually had to switch to the glass lens with the uh, green mirror instead of the plastic blue ones. Dude, I see so much better out there on the flats. I don't know what those dudes were talking about that they couldn't see. Right? Maybe they just didn't know what to look for. Maybe they had the wrong glasses on. But I, but that's not that. That couldn't be the argument because if anybody didn't see that video, I had three young dudes on the boat. The tarpon were all underneath the boat, and <clears throat> you could look over the side of the boat and see them. All three of the kids could not see the tarpon on the bottom, and I said to them, "What kind of glasses are you wearing?" And then they told me all their glasses. And then I said, "Here, put these on," which was a twenty-dollar pair of flying fishermen's, I think. No, no, they were Calcutta. Or Calcutta's. And all three of the kids were able to see the tarpon when they put my glasses on. And my glasses were 20 bucks, and the other ones were like friggin' 100 plus dollars. Well, it, the lens does make a difference. The lens makes a difference. So when I do pick out my Paracostas, if they're 100% made in America, then I'm going to make, make sure I get the right lenses. But I think I'll be okay. I'm surprised that you never bought a Paracostas. I bought Costas before. Oh, you have? And then I smashed them. Just like the Maui Gyms. Just like the Maui Gyms. At least I didn't buy those. George gave yeah. those to me. I, those were nice, though. They were great. They're probably made in freaking China, but I mean, they were still nice. They were great. And um, but that's my problem is I, I freaking leave them places. I step on them. I smash them. I've never had a good pair of glasses that I didn't smash. I think you actually smashed those on our way to do triple live one night. As a matter of fact, <laughs> they get caught in the seat between the freaking gas tank and the freaking boat. Freaking, I sit on them. Something. But um, so but I, I am changing question. my habits. I am changing my habits. I'm gonna friggin' I'm looking for American-made sunglasses. So I got a question. What? You know, we talk about not having stuff made in China, obviously. So this is interesting. Maui Jim sunglasses mm -hmm. are actually made in Italy. Okay. Designed in Hawaii, which Hawaii is a state, so 
designed in the U.S., but they're made in Italy. What are your thoughts on that? I'll give you my thoughts on that. We've got to do more research, and I'll tell you why. Do you know why Italy had such a freaking problem with the COVID? Fashion week. All the freaking... No, the, the reason they had the biggest problem with COVID is because there's an area in Italy that the Italians sold the names, Gucci and some of these other names, I can't remember exactly which ones, they sold the names to Chinese companies. Yeah, the factories, yeah. The factories, who then would, would export workers to Italy to basically bring China to Italy so they could still say that it was made in Italy even yeah. though they're made by a bunch of Chinese and Chinese corporations. And because those Chinese, Chinese went over to Italy, they all got freaking sick. No, but that was because it was during Fashion Week, and that was why it was so bad, because so many people were over there. I didn't know it was Fashion Week. Yeah, it, makes it was sense. Fashion Week, yeah. But that's what, dude, that's what I'm talking about. That's fucked up. China it's... bought the Italian companies, making them straight through Chinese people, but, but they're just bringing Chinese they're bringing people China to Italy. To Italy. It makes no to, sense. And you're not, only, you're not allowed to treat Italians that way, but you can treat Chinese people that you import to Italy that way. And then, you know, that's that's the big thing. And you know, I'm not I'm not I'm not like against all foreign made shit. No, dude, I drive a Toyota. Exactly my point. You drive a Nissan. Exactly my point. I was going to bring up the Japanese. Now the Japanese, in my opinion, kicked our ass in pickup truck type utility vehicles. People get mad at me. But I, I will tell you right now, no, they, they blew us away. They, especially with the, the the smaller vehicles. Yeah, like the like the the Frontier, the Tacoma. Right, just unbelievable how efficient they are. They never break. They last forever. They last. They don't shake. Everything's kind of like tight. They don't shake. Right. I mean, they're just great vehicles. <laughs> you know what I mean? Dude, you're talking to somebody that had a 1993 friggin' Dodge Cummins, and the friggin' Chinese or Japanese vehicle. Now. The Japanese fucking kicked our ass in quality in some of these vehicles, and they took market share. That's real competition. Yeah. They pay Japanese people good money. Yeah. Jap Japan doesn't friggin' have these weird, crazy practices, slave labor, friggin' like China Like China does. does, yeah. So a lot of these things, you know, it's more China than it is foreign trade to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, um... Plus, they're a bunch of commies. And the problem with that is, I mean, like, I hate to say it, but it's like they just, they don't give, a, they don't care about human life. They're commies. People are, yeah, in communism, people are expendable. They're commies. Yeah. Life is expendable. They um, don't give a shit about life. Now, how does that work? How does that work? Not giving a shit about life? No. They were just allowed to send American dollars to communist countries. I that, would like to know how it works. That do things that we're not allowed to do here. It all these comes giant, down to the money. Yeah, right. These giant corporations can make a profit for their shareholders through that type of labor, that type of emissions, that type of everything. But how sad is that? They don't. All they care about is that they get their money. It's sad. That's all they care about. But this is some of the things that friggin', like you said, there's a silver lining. Yeah. Anyway, friggin' A, fired up for this week. I got Dave Marciano. That's real Italian right there. That's right. Dave Marciano's going to freaking be on the show this week. It's going to be an excellent episode. Also, Chris Walsh from Spool Tech Lures is going to get into that whole China thing that we are just talking about. And um, tonight, we're actually going to do a triple live. <laughs> <laughs>
We're gonna do a watch. It's like a watch party, basically. We're do triple live, and then we're gonna do live tweets. And the live tweets are gonna be doing going on during the Wicked Tuna Show, which we want to promote since Marciano was gracious enough to be on the Real Guy Podcast. Just remember, this is Captain Jeff. That's the Shepherd Stephen Busaka. This is a podcast for real guys by real guys. Everybody, run that dog. Run that dog. Have a good week, pal. <laughs>